John. Marilee. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what are you doing? I'm moving a, a small plate of toast crumbs off of my desk so I can put my keyboard down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a busy man at work <laughs> oh my gosh living in his little cubicle okay <laughs> I, just, of um, I just finished I just finished um, 100 and um, I'll send it to you later um, yeah wow. yeah well I mean I just I just it's just I just decided to it's um, just a tone setter mm-hmm. for the four of us, uh, and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exciting. Anyway, super exciting. Oh yeah, it is. It's I'm I'm starting to just I'm starting to sweat over the thing. It's really getting crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh gosh, it's such a huge undertaking. Yeah, well, and after yesterday's. Uh, um chapter which was phenomenal it you know it hits you a certain way especially me because obviously you know i'm in the book yeah yeah and and um then i had to go to an event and oh god (laughs) (laughs) the event stuck all year out of your balloon well you know what i i sit there and i think to myself god I hope people are reading or whoever's read it, right? And are reading when they get to the fifth gate, how I explain that spirituality is not spirituality when it becomes personality. So let's get it straight. And um, there are a lot of people who have chosen that path as personality. And that's unfortunate because again, Satan takes over. I was like you're describing your last night's event. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're doing here? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I just, um, it's unfortunate. It's seriously unfortunate. It's like, you know, we have to understand. God, and here's another thing too, just side note. That this damn box in my hand, you know, the phone, it's, I don't, it's not just listening. It is reading us. It's definitely reading us like this thing is is hooked up to our mind or something because you don't have to say a word and then boom, that thing comes up. Whatever it is, like, for example, open my phone on Facebook, there's um, some sort of apparatus to hydrogenate your water. And I'm like, what? Okay, close it out. Open my app again. And then, boom, become an influencer, a spiritual healer influencer. Take the course. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So, uh, you know, and, and it's it's getting worse. So I, I'm seeing how, you know, the, there's religion and then people are rejecting religion. But where do they go? Where do they go from there? The only place to go is spirituality. So I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. Okay, what does it mean to be spiritual? And that um, that hat that you're wearing has a lot of influence in it from a lot of people who have, you know, 
uh, are acting like they're influencers when you cannot be spiritual unless you know what love is. And that's where we get back to the truth. If you don't know the truth, then the, everything else is an illusion. And, you know, it's like, please don't get caught up in the illusion. It's really sad. It's really sad. I was reading this morning, um, just I bumped into it, speaking of bumping into stuff on the Internet, where the new trend that's opening up now very fast is non-denominational, non-dogmatic churches, non-dogmatic mm -hmm. mm -hmm. churches. That's where it's going. Yeah. Dogma is passe. And now right. they want to just sit and think. It's okay to think about thinking. You know, thank you, Socrates. Um I don't know. It's going to be interesting. That, be just interesting. Go, that just tells me that, you know, there's a lot of people who are lost without direction and you're trying to find your direction. And I say, I, how about everybody? Yeah, well, it's yeah, I mean, rough. Do you know anybody that isn't lost? I mean, just in the, just in the sense of with, maybe with the exception of yourself. I mean, well, that if, was... if you. <laughs> That's just a little arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could claim that, John, but <laughs> in my experience, you know, um, which doesn't sound much better, everything, it, it, I'm, I'm always comparing it to <clears throat> the truth of love. And if the moment they're, you know, askewed, it's like, no, you, I don't care what you call yourself. You can be as spiritual as you think you are and you can ring your bells and, you know, say your prayers and whatever it is that you think you're doing. If you don't know love, what is the point to being spiritual? What is the end goal? Well, I think what I find interesting about that, as you're saying it, is that a lot of people that I'm aware of or was aware of in the past will go to church. Let's use the rosary, the amulet of the rosary as an example or something like that and pray uh in a, in, a, in, a, in a type of pentameter for something that they know fundamentally is wrong. And they're praying for it anyway. Like somehow God is going to come down and if they say enough rosary beads, make enough stations of the cross, they'll get what they want. Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like they're checking into the warehouse for some stuff, mm. you know? Well, okay, so to your point about prayer, you know, many people will say that prayer works. You know, prayer works, so pray. Okay, we can pray. But why does prayer work? Well, because you're sending out a signal. You are the creator. You're sending out the message. And when you're praying, whether you're doing it verbally or you're doing it mentally, you're still the creator. You're sending it out and you're imprinting, you know, um, the all, let's say, or the field. And when we don't pray like what you're saying, when it's, for not for our not uh, our highest good for whatever it is they're asking for, if it's not for our highest good, it won't happen because the field is love. So you're wasting your time because it's it's all good all the time. So unless you're aligned with good, whatever it is you're praying for that it is you know contrary, it's not going to work. Well, how about the repose of the soul, praying for the repose of the soul of the dead? Um, where you, there was a, there, there's a class system, there was, you know, of heaven, hell, and purgatory. 
Yeah. I think purgatory has sort of been thrown under the bus lately. But uh, one of the one of the ways that um, that Roman Catholicism got um, a, a great deal of people in in the house and into the cash flow was was buying um, indulgences for people that were in purgatory that hadn't quite made it. They were dead, but they hadn't quite made it to heaven yet. So they mm-hmm. could pray their way in. Um, I think the Mormons do that too. I'm not sure. Anyway, but um, isn't that convenient? Uh, what? It isn't that convenient. Well, yeah, it's handy, you know. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, thing is, it was a cash flow measure. Yeah. You know, it, it it all goes back to Henry VIII and his, you know, and 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 how he decided that you know he he it wasn't going to work for the Catholic Church to have him marry and and kill functionally most of his wives. I think he got mm-hmm. married six or eight times or something. So anyway, that's you know, and all, and then the church had to develop revenue and and. Um, God bless. I mean, it's very inventive, very inventive, praying people into heaven from earth when they're dead. And <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. It doesn't it remove the accountability of what we're doing and who we are here on earth. Well. Yes, of course, but that was the whole idea. If you could put the whole thing in a rubric so that you could buy it and sell it like a commodity, yeah. then why the hell not? You know? Right. Right. And then <laughs> it's that Satan. You just have to be able to count. Yeah, and that's <laughs> Satan at work again. I mean I mean that's common sense. People you know they're <laughs> selling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do that. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah. Well, and it just you know people are desperate and they they want to believe and they need answers and you know they oh god it's so hurtful it's so painful to watch uh i was in a conversation with someone and um you know in a spiritual group right and uh <sighs> i hesitate to say but basically you know we're in conversation and uh, I she yeah, asked me what just, what I do beautiful. yeah yeah what I do and mm-hmm. um, I said I'm an author and she looked at me she goes so so what do you write like articles and then I, oh. I <laughs> and I said no I, I write books oh well how many books have you written and right there people need to understand right there you don't defend yourself. What has happened with that question is a qualifier. So now she's qualifying me as if she's entitled to do so. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? And so clearly there's a superiority thing going on here. I'm a newcomer and I can't be that great. I can't be that spiritual. I'm just barely getting into it. And so I can't possibly know. Then ironically she starts giving a uh an analogy about a chess game and she goes it's not like that (laughs) i'm listening to her (laughs) and um she goes it's so much bigger it's just so much bigger than i said yeah i agree it is so much bigger but it's really hard to bridge what is real and now to the bigger so we need something logical that we can understand now to help us get to the bigger and um so then she starts uh you know, naming off all these spiritual leaders that I don't know because I don't follow anybody. 
And um, she's like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I don't know him. So clearly I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, all right. And, and, and that is so typical. If you listen to people talk, they will assume the identity because they know them or, you know what I mean? Like they're following them. So that loyalty kicks in and you're using the name as if it were yourself, as if you yourself have somehow incorporated the being into yourself and now you are the authority. And it's like, no, wait, honey, you haven't done that. You just know their name. You need to produce your fruit. So, I, of course, I didn't say any of that. But um, so then, you know, now that I, I, I kind of understand what's, what's going on here, I said to her, after she tells me all her people, I said, yeah, okay. I said, and what are you going to do with all that? And she looks at me and says, what do you mean? I said, well, what are you going to do with all that knowledge? What are you going to do? And that's when I got her. You know, and she's like, uh, well, I, um, and that's so now, you know, she goes into her, she, she's a teacher. She's a school teacher. I said, okay, good. Very good. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> she still doesn't know you're a best-selling author, four times best-selling author and all that stuff. You were no, able to keep no, that under the table. Yeah. I didn't go into all that. Mm-mm. That you had written the book she's trying to describe. She wasn't she'd already written the book. Well, she was trying to describe. And she didn't. She, you, you missed all that. No, what happened? Well, remember. I'm gonna take you to a marketing class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never marketing. I'm always identifying my player. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going to waste my time. The gift is not for her. Yeah. she's already shut me down. She's already shut down the idea. She's already verbally shut down, like literally what the book is about with, with me never even mentioning it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so then I said to her, I said, you know, um, I said, ironically, I said, and I wasn't even going to say anything. I said, but that is what my book is about. I said, it's, <laughs> 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 you know, but the, the look on her face was more of <laughs> You know, like like she knew already, and uh, still, yeah. you know what I mean, like a one-up kind of thing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can, I'm, I can even tell by your inflection. I can, I can see it. Your, right. your voice inflection is really good the way you cross-pollinate back and forth the conversation. Just throwing that in for the hell of it. But anyway. Um, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, and I can tell by the way you describe the conversation. I mean, you can... You, I can see, I can, you change your voice inflection as she speaks mm. and as you speak. I mean, it's like, it's like you're a chameleon. You're becoming her one minute and yourself the next. <laughs> you're wonderful. God, it's great. Well, because, you know, and this is what I tried to explain to people. It, it's, it's not just me. You can do it too. Just follow the game. Just, just learn. Just learn like anything else. And it's, you know, the moment you recognize your player, you know how uh, to behave. It's about behave, not manipulate, behave. And the sooner you get it, the better off you are. Because if you miss it and you make allowances and you, then you're starting to defend yourself and then you're trying to convince and then you try, it just goes on and on and your, your um, self-worth is going down. You're losing it. 
Because you yeah. will not win at the end. You won't win. Huh. Well, that's kind of, I mean, that's just, um, so some people go there to learn and, and, and some people go there to preach, I guess, or whatever. What, why? No, um, everybody goes out and, and, um, apparently it's all about Joe Dispenza, which I like. I mean, I like him. I do. But unfortunately when, you know, there's somebody who knows their stuff, right. Who really knows their stuff. You're trying to, um, impart it onto others. And if there's assumptions, right. They're not going to execute properly. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And, um, you know, I remember the reason why I went back is because I was calling to the other guy who I really wanted to help. And, um, well, yeah, more confirmation. I'm like, okay. They didn't work either. No. Well, okay. What I, what the confirmation that I received is that whatever ailment, physical ailment we're dealing with, it will not be healed if your vibration is not right and your vibration is indicative of your thoughts what do you believe and you know so of course i went with the idea of sharing the um the one minute cure and of course you know yeah he had heard of it he had heard of it and he does that and somebody's got him on a protocol and that's all fine and i respect that i'm literally just you know, I don't know what he's doing. So I, I really want to help. And that's when I discovered how I could really help. However, that was shut down. Not because I offered it, but because of the positioning. You, you know what I mean? Like, um, like gosh. Like you, it's okay. I have, I have all morning. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, I have to be careful with what I say because I don't want to be hurtful. You know, I don't want to be hurtful. Why? Everybody's stepping on you. Why? Well, yeah, wait a minute. That's me. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. No, right. I just, I just have right. to be careful with what I say. You know, it's and it comes from a place of not understanding. When you don't understand uh, our behavior what makes us do the things that we do, we can't possibly recognize when we're doing it. And so when I'm recognizing what this person is doing, I also recognize that I can't push that door. I have to acknowledge it and accept it and move on. And You're familiar with the phrase glutton for punishment? Ugh, yeah. Well, yeah. <clears throat> let me give you some background on how I would handle this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'd toss the whole operation under the bus, A. Sure. And absolutely. I would and I would go to some place where I can meet some sympathetic force multipliers who who accelerate who I am just by their very existence and it grows very quickly. And what happens is you become mass which creates gravity. And it's kind of like steel filings. These poor bastards will finally get sucked into the mass. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, I knew her. Oh, yeah, I met her once. 
oh my God, she's so wonderful. And they just become part of your weight, you know, your weight. Yeah. They just become part of your stack automatically. Yeah. But if you spend time with these people now, you might as well be a fucking social worker. Oh, yeah. You no. know, Mm-mm. build no, your no. own tent. Yeah. Because ah. you've got so much mass now, potentially. But, you know, that it just, and it's growing. I mean, and that's how you create gravity. I mean, it's a physics problem. You know, I and I, I understand. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I totally get that. But that's not my intention. I'm not going out, you know, to, I don't know, to become all that. That's not what I, I was invited and I accepted, not knowing what it was. Then I learned what it was, but then I met him. And so my heart's called and said, go back and try again. And that's what, you know, and then when I tried to get a hold of the guy, he was like, oh, we're having a potluck, so come. I said, okay. And so I did. And, um, yeah. Mm-mm. No. You're wasting your time. I'm not going back, John. I'm just saying. You're I wasting had to... your time. Okay. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but, you know, when my heart says try again so that I feel better about it, then I have to do it. I have to go back and try. And now it's out okay. of my hands. You know, this is why people have to come to me. I'm not going to beg you. And I'm not so. going to, yeah, I'm not begging. I'm not forcing. <clears throat> I'm not convincing. I'm not, I'm not out there doing a dance, waving my flag saying, Hey, listen to me. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just following my heart. And, and now it's, it's, you know, satisfied. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. But it was just, okay. it, you know, I, it, well, <sighs> here's the thing about spirituality as well. When spirituality, and it's in the book, when spirituality becomes personality, people take on um, a persona of someone else that's, that's a quote-unquote leader, and then you are, you are pulled into the... <sighs> the whole, uh, you know, room and space of how I look, what I wear, you know, the, the singing bowls or the prayer or the, you know, the, the I am statements and the this and that and this and that. Okay, fine. It's nothing's wrong with all that stuff, but you got to ask yourself, why, why are you doing this? Asking yourself, why are you doing this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Why? What is the end goal? Mm-hmm. If if it's just a ritual, if you're just going to put write something on a piece of paper, burn it, and let it go in the air, what is the end goal? And so, like in my course, I have you know these laid out as well, like the difference between a goal and a vision. Yeah, <clears throat> I've got. Um... I want to mention something that was fresh in my mind because you and I know Kelly. Okay? Yes. Yes. Kelly did a thing recently, and and it was just exactly what you're talking about here, where she said where where people appropriate other people and own them as they speak, mm-hmm. and she said it stops it completely retards free thought because people are speaking through everybody else's voice that they've read and they're not thinking for themselves. 
they're appropriating everyone else's thoughts and none of their own. So, and that's a sheep, right? Sheep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it just, true. It just, it just hit her, you know, it just, it just hit her. Um, and on the free thought basis, um, uh, on, on Christmas Eve, what we do here in this household is we go to the, to the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, well, to, to, to Salish Sea, which is Puget Sound at Shulshul. And we send up Chinese lanterns and mm -hmm. attach prayers to them, which is, you know, just figuratively, and light them and let them go. Mm -hmm. And people gather around and want to know what we're doing, of course, because mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's visually quite cool. And to see those lit lanterns going up, and they go very, very high. They just keep uh -huh. going, going, going. And um, and then I'll say, or one of us will say in the party. There's usually about six or eight of us will say, oh, "Well, we we everybody gets to use one of these, and you put a prayer in it, and then you send the prayer off to God." I mean, it's sort of symbolic thing. It's like sure. a ritual. It's sure. a ritual. Sure. Would you like to do it? Yes, uh -huh. of course. Mother with child, you know, a couple, whatever. Some people go out there and get married on Christmas Eve, whatever they do. And so, yes, I'd love to. Okay. So I will start to get the lantern ready for you. You can figure out what the prayer is. And that, that part of it is just astounding. How some people lock up immediately mm -hmm. and cannot figure out what the hell the prayer is going to be because... They have so many problems. Mm -hmm. And this is such a graphic example of solving one of those problems, this fire in the sky, blah, 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 which has nothing to do with anything other than it's a visual. And they've got so many things they want that they can't figure out what to do with the goddamn lantern. Yeah. Which is the most important prayer I should send up? Mm -hmm. You know, I should have a booth on the other side. We'll go over there and sit down. We'll get, you know, it's... We'll put you on the clock for $25 an hour and tell us all your problems. We'll categorize these for you. Maybe I'll sell you four lanterns. I'll give you one for free. I'll sell you four more. What do you think? Mm -hmm. So we cover all your prayers? I mean, they just don't know what to do. I know. I, I hear you loud and clear. I've been to a lighting. What is it? The uh, release of the lamps or the lighting of the lamps, whatever it is. And uh, where you, you know, you write whatever on the lamp and then everybody puts it actually in the water. And they're all burning candles or lanterns all the way yeah. down. Well, these, mm -hmm. these fly. These guys yeah. fly. Yeah, they that's go beautiful. Up high in the sky. Yeah, I would love that too. But in any case, you're right. It's it's like a big responsibility to take everything, your whole life that is so big, and then narrow it down to a lamp. To what what is the prayer? What do you want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't know. That's right. And what should be on there is the answer. I want the answer. <laughs> I mean, I can sell that for thirty bucks. That's good. <laughs> well, you know I what can, I'm saying. I can I can amp that up to fifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for fifty dollars, I'll give you the answer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But see, yeah. that's just it. You know, 
it, it's like your problems are so vast and they seem personal to you and you don't even know how to articulate them and what is the priority and it just becomes so big. <laughs> <laughs> My tent is plenty big. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, you know what I'm saying? You're right. Oh, you're dead right. Of course you're right. I mean, it's just, you're so right, it's silly. That's great. That's mm -hmm. what's so wonderful about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so now, now that we're here and we're wanting an answer, and we send that up there on our lamp, right? Yeah. What if I give you the answer? Are you going to believe me? That's the next hurdle. Well, of course, I guess, because they're going to superimpose their belief in what the answer should be on top of whatever you've got to say. No, so what gives me the that? authority? What gives well, you... me the authority to have the answer? That's the hurdle. What well, gives that's, me... well, that's a, that's kind of your personal. I mean, you're, that's a, isn't that just time and grade after a while? Won't people just sort of know? Well, yeah, of course. Of course, after, yeah, you earn their trust, they read the book, and I was like, okay, she's right. However, prior to that, what gives me, personally, the authority to tell you that I know the answer? So that goes against all coaching. All coaching never tells you the answer. That's taboo. You have to allow the person, your client, to land on their own answer. That's the money-making scam. I'm going to let you land on it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because that's just what I was rolling through my mind. Right. I could just see, I could just see stratified levels of answers based on price. Well, yes. I mean, I mean, to be fair, to be fair though, you know, a good, a good coach will know the, the right questions to ask, you know, a question that their client didn't know to ask themselves. And then it'd be like, now I'm forced to answer that. And then, you know, maybe they land on their own answer. However, okay, back to our lamp. And you're trying to figure out the prayer. And what, how do you narrow it down? I simplified it and I said, ask for the answer. Yeah, I thought it was terrific. I okay. love it. Okay, okay. So now if I'm working with someone and I'm trying to get them to land on whatever. See, the industry will train the coach to just allow them. They don't train them how to ask the right questions. It's more of how do you feel about that? And what kind of limiting belief do you think that came from? Or what do you think that, you know, and this could be a blanket statement. Not everybody is guilty. And we all know that. But when you've been in the industry and you see how people are being taught to basically go out there and offer a high package or price package and then wing it as you go and learn from your client, that's not fair. It's not ethical. I'm a firm <laughs> believer is you better know what you're doing before you take on somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's too bad. Right. It's too bad. I mean... Mm. So if I do this, I probably can't tell you about it then. Is that what you're telling me? No, You don't want to know. You don't want to know. 
What do you mean? If you're doing what? <laughs> Are you joking? I do, yes. I just can't help myself. I'm sorry. It just, it just, <laughs> I just, I'm such a rube. I can't believe it. I'm just so shallow. God. Oh, stop. I don't you know, know how I ever got there. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess I just have always liked B.T. Barnum, you know? I mean, just mm. it's wonderful. People yeah. are so easy to deal with. God. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodbye. But the thing is, is that you can't care about them. And I don't, I'm not saying that in a, in a bad way either, I don't think. Or maybe I'm just too self, you know, self-absorbed to even deal with this situation. Maybe I'm the wrong guy. God, I have no patience for that stuff. But, but you well, know, I go out there and do it. I do it. I light these lanterns. Call right. for the question. No, I think it's great. It's, it's a personal thing. I think it's absolutely great. And that's one thing. When you have a ritual and you're like, no, I want to participate. I think that's great. Right? It makes you feel good. Okay, that's wonderful. You participate in something and it makes you feel good. But if you're going to take on the idea of you're a spiritual leader because, you know, of crystals and bells and things, uh, you better know what you're doing. Well, you can do a lot of damage, I think, if you don't know what you're doing. A lot of damage. And last night, you know, it's, um, you know, there was a, a quote unquote sound healing. And, you know, when you don't know what you're doing, you're messing with people's vibration. You have no business doing that. No business. And, you know, some people don't know any better because if that person says that they are a sound healer or that they're a healer of any kind or a coach of any kind, whatever that label is, kind of take it on face value, trust that, you know, they've done some kind of work. But unless you can, you know, tell the difference, you've had experience and you won't know. Last night I came home and took a shower immediately and I grounded yeah, just get rid of the uh, whatever yep. was going on. Yeah, yes. I, I, I mean, people people don't realize that, that, that sound, mathematics, and form are the same thing. And it's hard to get that in their heads. And, you know, the entire universe is a function of sound, math, and form. And and uh, you can, that's why you can blow in, in um, you know, in shells and get music out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's the that's why the you can you can compute. It's computational. The whole place is computational. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, man. That's, right. I mean, there's. It's, I mean, go back to Pythagoras. I would be curious to see if anybody even understood who Pythagoras was in that group uh, when it comes to sound and energy and so on. I'm not putting them down. Of course not. You can tell by the tone of my voice. I'm perfectly happy with the whole thing. <laughs> Shit! (laughs) I'm a I'm a big fan of of background, a little bit of background. You know, like Mm -hmm. know what the hell you're doing. If you're going Mm -hmm. to talk about sound, math, form, and humming, sacred acoustics, and know what the hell they are Mm -hmm. before you start, because things blow up on frequency. You can you can cause things to absolutely disintegrate with the wrong frequency. Yeah. So right. let's see. How are right. we going to fuck around with your head, pal? What I can know. I do for you? Yeah. Yeah. I because like, I have oh, no, no idea how to blow this horn. Da da da. No, that it just oh, yeah. uh, uh, this it's a serious thing. You know, years ago, Marie and I had gone to a sound healing um, 
outside. It was, I think, Carlsbad. I can't remember where it was. But anyway, uh, I was videotaping. I was doing a live show, and she was meditating with everyone else while this woman played the bowls. Oh, my God, she was so good. She knew what she was doing. It was so beautiful. And Marie went into some sort of deep meditation, like deep. She was off somewhere. And when it was over and we came back, she's like, she's like, Marilee, like she just couldn't get her wits about her. You know, she, she literally, she's, I don't even feel like I'm here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was out there and then was like forced to come back too fast. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're, you know, basically it was like, you need to ground or you need to ground. You need to bring yourself back into the physical and uh, yeah, it was it was weird, but that's the difference when there's people who know what they're doing, and then the people who don't. You don't mess with people who don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not toys. They're it's vibration. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, to, I mean, to it's, my... it's 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 sacred acoustics. Is the body electric? Mm-hmm. The body electric. They should mm-hmm. all read the body electric just to figure mm-hmm. out where the you know what they're doing. At least do that. I mean, you know, I was God bless Leslie Fiedler for tuning me up sixty years ago. You know, because I was just luckily a student of all that stuff. I right. Was a, I was in the sample. I was a sample. Yeah. I might not have this attitude today if I hadn't done that. But I do. I, <clears throat> do you think I'm full of attitude? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. What's next? What's next? <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> okay, so I because I want to kind of, you know, bring it to a point. The point about, you know, the coaching and the asking the right questions, letting people land on their own discovery of, you know, truth, blah, blah, blah. That's all fine and good. And it is therapeutic because you, you know, you gain your own truth. But with the game, and when people question, well, what makes you right? In the game, you're given truth so that you can apply that truth and sort out your own life. So, you know, for me, I don't need to know your whole story. I don't need to know all your experiences. I don't need to know. I can read you today. I know where your pain is. I know, I know how to identify it. So what I'm saying is that it's in the book. And someone actually yesterday, just recently, was telling me that they had listened to the audio. Now, there's not an audio book out there. So just for people, no, there's not that. But there is a two-hour audio that I'm going to put in my course. And he said it was painful to hear all that and to realize all the things that I've done wrong in my life. I, I wanted to do them over. And I said, exactly. And I said, you're not the only one who feels that way. So don't feel bad. I said, but the good news is you start from where you're at, wherever you're at going forward. Now you have the map. Nobody told you before. That's why it's different. Is that clear? I think it is as long as, you know, they've got your map. I mean, it's, I, I don't know very many maps that are any clearer than yours. Well, okay, for example, if I say to you, um, okay, so they treated you poorly, and how did that make you feel? 
Are you asking me specifically? Yeah, I am. I, I know. I'm just role playing with you. They made you feel bad. How did that make? How did that make you feel in the moment? Sad. They treated you poorly. Sad. Okay. Yeah, it made me feel sad. Yeah, it made me feel lesser than. Why? It made me feel like I was. Well, because I I was disappointed in who they were. I, they disappointed me. I was what? disappointed in myself because I wasn't able to 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 recover. What did you expect from I, them? I, I, well, I didn't expect that. I expected them to sort of be my contemporary conversationally. That I wouldn't I wouldn't have to be all of a sudden um, maligned or 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 accused of being lesser than or not very smart or or not too quick or not don't, I don't have enough money or you know I'm just not one of them. And how, I how do you feel about I them now? I don't like them. I don't like you them. you like them? No, I don't. I do not like them. You don't like them. Do you think you have cause not to like them? Absolutely. Okay, well, John, yes. we're going to continue this next week because our hour is up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. While well, I stopped to burn down your building. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> Where did we get with that? <laughs> right. We got we got to, we got to another fee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cha ching. Right. Cha ching. Mhm. So uh, <laughs> the other night I'm talking this to someone and he says, you know, he's explained the situation with this person and this person was very irate at the at the waitress because she had she hadn't filled his drink she forgot so he was treating her poorly and was he sober she yeah sober? yeah 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 and yeah. so you know the person i'm talking to is telling me like you know what's with that like you know it's just water i mean people have to work in it and i said it's entitlement so that's the answer and he was like entitlement yeah and but why you know so then when I explain this background, all of a sudden it clicks and there's a truth. So I'm not asking him questions. Well, how long have you known the guy? Well, does he act like this before? Well, has he done, you know, I'm not, I don't need to dig for anything. Just tell me what happened. I'll tell you what it is. You've got your answer and now apply it as you go. You're going to be able to apply that answer to a lot of people, a lot of situations. <laughs> yep. See? And I mean the, and in that there's no money in it. It's kind of like the one minute cure. You know, I'm gonna give you the cure and you're gonna walk up and say thank you, Marilee. You know, because I'm not telling you to come back next week. So is the answer then from from going back to to Success, I suppose, of some kind, or or growth. Let's call it growth. Does an influencer? No, this. I mean, does a does a like an Oprah kind of a person? Are they the ones that are the keeper of the keys to who succeeds and who doesn't? Is it is it a Deepak Chopra appointment? Who is it? What, who makes these things work? 
is it is it Hollywood royalty? Do you have to. Is that what you need to do to make it? That's kind of a, that's a, really a Nobel deep question. Prize? That's a deep question. Okay, so all of those things are connected: the Nobel Prize, these influencers, money. Absolutely. Look at the circle of people that that um, Obama gave the Nobel Prize to, or the the um, it was the was it that he gave them all a medal. Well, it could be the Presidential Medal of Freedom or the Nobel Prize, or well, he wouldn't give any, he couldn't give a Nobel. He got a Nobel, which I couldn't ever figure that one out. No, it's all money. It's all money. And yeah, that's but I mean, I mean, Obama was Obama was given a Nobel Prize when he first went in. I was stunned. What did he do for a Nobel Prize? Well, that's just you? it. It's controlled by the controllers, and it's all about money. They are the puppeteers. Yeah. So for the Source average manipulation. Right. So for the average person, what is what is the key to get out there and be known? Right? Yeah. What is Yeah. Key? Well, look at all these uh these um celebrities and stuff who sold their soul. Yeah. I mean that's that, we gravitate right that to, to our own Hollywood is our royalty in America. It's Hollywood yeah. royalty. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that have the most gravitas to get something done the quickest. They make, you know, they're instant earned media, instant. Mm-hmm. If, if you know, if. Right, if you get one of them the to endorse is, your product. That's right. Right, boom. You're just, you've certainly done a great job of accelerating yourself. That's right. For all the wrong reasons. That's right. Yep. But if you're going to be making any, mon- any kind of money by doing, by going that route, you're going to have to sell your soul. And and how do you get it back? Because I they tried to sell my soul in the first book, you know, back and forth. I was traded <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> right. Oh gosh, I can't wait to read this next chapter, John. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And well, I think... it's, all it is is the next chapter. All it is is a spanner. It's just a spanner. It's a quick okay. one. Okay. Okay. It's not. It's not. A, it's not. A, you know. Yeah. It's all right. Okay. It's not as powerful as the last one. No, 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 no. This is just a spanner. Okay. This is this is like this is like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, let's hear it for Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one yeah. of those things. No, totally. I I can't wait. And I know everyone who's reading it, you know, who you allowed to join you on this trip is just amazed. Just yeah, amazed. I'm surprised. Even even surprised me. Even surprised me. Why? Pretty good. Well, the amazement, the, the willingness to, to, to articulate, the willingness to say, you know, privately, but publicly, public, private, how they feel. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. getting it from everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes me feel good, of course, when a bunch of people are saying you're writing, you, you are, I don't understand how this is happening. How are you doing this? You know, right. well, I right. get it. I know what's going on. So do you. Right. Right. But uh, they're saying, oh, my God, where is this coming from? You know. It's divine. And I've got some and I've got some skeptics right now, mm-hmm. some theist skeptics who are like scratching their head, like, you know. Hmm. Really? <laughs> they can mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. How about that? So yes. Uh, I I we we should be fair to those who might be listening to us that so we can't really divulge. I don't want I don't want to play a you know, where's Waldo with this with our conversation, it's not fair. But um, there's two books, there's three books coming out that are going to be staggeringly 
important to the humanity of mm-hmm. the earth. Well, two are already out. I know. I know. You know, so I think it, the third, third one's going to tie them all together. That's right. The third one will tie them all together. So it doesn't matter where people start. You know, if you start with the game and then you read the backstory, it's going to be phenomenal. If you read, yeah. you know, the backstory first and it leads you to the game, I mean, it I, either it doesn't matter. <laughs> either way, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, just. To the point about how the heck is this happening? How is it happening? How are you writing this? You know, it's it can only be divine. And yesterday, you know, with the experience with me having a dream with silver dollars in it. And I'm, you know, I told you I'm, I'm walking along this path. There's a planter and there's stacks of silver dollars there. And I recognize the silver dollars and I'm thinking, why are they all here? Who took them? And then in my mind and in my dream, I kept trying to locate this vase that I had all these silver dollars in. And I'm like, what did I ever do with that? Like, and I'm literally trying to, so I go over to the stacks and one of them, I took some of the silver dollars off and there was a compass my compass and i said well this is definitely mine so i'm going to take this because the silver dollars i wasn't i didn't know where mine were even though i recognized them and somebody else must have put them there because i didn't put them there in stacks so i thought i would leave them but i had to take the compass because i knew that was mine now this compass was mailed to me probably three years ago anonymously it showed up in my mailbox and I was like, okay, what is going on? And I know there's a significance, and I'm looking at it right now. I have it in a, in a like a dome container. So now I have this dream, and I wake up, and I tell you, John, I had this dream, and I'm telling you about the silver dollars, and what did you tell me? That <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with a stack of 1972 Eisenhower silver dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Yeah, fact. Yeah, fact. You know, something <laughs> something is happening between us spiritually. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we have both come to the conclusion that you have definitely been chosen to be the scribe. There's yeah. no other explanation at all. I don't think so either. Mm-mm. It's got to be it. It's got to be it. Well, Same with the penny afterwards. Ugh. Same with the penny. You know, one of these things that never happens ever, mm-hmm. and then it happens. Yeah. Why does it happen when it happens? Well, you what know? happened? What happened? Well, when I when I when I when I came in after a conversation, I walk in from the garage to the first landing of the house, and I bump right into a penny that I know is mine that's in a sleeve upstairs in a stack. When I walk in after talking to you, it's on the floor looking at me. Crazy. How the hell did that happen? I know. How did that happen? Right. I and, mean, I think I, I think that the 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 the, uh, the um, superposition connection between you and me and the silver dollars was remarkable. But there's also some physics involved in the fact that I had a penny jump out of a sleeve and meet me at the door. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't happen. There are entities on the other side who are guiding us. I know that for a fact. 
That's the well, veil. That's the veil I'm talking about. I mean, I gotta, many... I gotta agree with you. I mean, I'm the biggest skeptic in the world, but I gotta agree with you because this stuff, on its face, doesn't happen, and it's happening between us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, and how many times does it have to happen before it just can't be a coincidence anymore? It just can't. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's coincidence anymore. I mean, I, it was fun at first. It was kind of cute. It was whatever it is. Then all of a sudden it became, then it starts to get kind of weird. You know, like, wait a minute. Who's talking here that I don't see? You know, yeah. it's like you want to reach out and touch something to see if you could feel what's not seen. Like, who are you? Right. You know, who are you? What are you doing right. with me? Like yeah. a fucking movie. Jeez. I know. That's so true. And you know, the idea with the penny, it's confirmation. Whatever we were talking about with the silver dollars, we're figuring it out that, you know, while you're playing with it, I'm dreaming of them. Mm-hmm. We're connected through the oh, ether. No. And this I mean, is that why, was really something. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, this yeah, is I know we are. I mean, yeah. You're able to write this story. And you're writing it in one shot. Well, I don't, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I'm writing it actually. Frankly, I don't think I'm writing it at all. I think it's been written for me. I'm just the scribe. Yeah. I think that whoever's you know, hovering, whoever's on my shoulder is giving, is blowing in my ear. You know, this is, mm-hmm. here's the story. We want you to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right. anyway, it's, um, <clears throat> the, the, no matter how big a skeptic a person is, to have things happen that are that are totally related and yet unrelated in space and time, you know, like yep. the silver dollar thing is amazing. You dream, I have, boom. Within twelve mm-hmm. hours, we're t- we're talking. I have we ever talked about silver dollars in the last no. three years? No. About at any time? No. But mm-hmm. the day that you dream about it, the day that I'm working on it, we both figure out that we got these silver dollars. We're talking yep. about these silver dollars mm-hmm. now. You could talk about random selection coincidence if you want to. You can certainly put an algorithm to that, Mr. Scientist, take it to the lab and figure out what the odds are of that happening. Mm-hmm. But they're very slim. Mm-hmm. They're very slim. I know. You know, what are the odds of me walking on the beach and you and I picking up the same stuff? You know, and I'm in, ending up talking about earth, wind, and fire or whatever, whatever right. thing, you know, whatever fossil find we come up with. I know, um, or the stone. Yeah. And I'm looking at the stone right now. I talked about looked... the stone in this chapter. Or the, I mean the stone. I'm talking about the amulet stone that came, that, that, the, that the orcas, the orca yeah. delivered to me when you sent your first signal. That's part of the spanner I'm talking about right now is the first signal I got that went to the museum in Cairo, the Burke Museum here, into the Vatican. Um, to, because everybody kind of figured out, yeah, yeah, this is real. Whoever mm-hmm. this is, this is the real deal. Mm-hmm. And that was your first signal coming in. That's your coming in. Hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you all this someday. It'll be a it'll be a dinner story. Not the Academy Awards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay. So then, on the same thing morning i woke up and i realized oh my god 
Years ago, years ago, I used to think how cool it would be to live in a warehouse. Like a warehouse apartment. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that. I don't know why. And you know what? Because last night, again, I was dreaming about this house. I had house dreams, like, almost every night. And somebody had said that you didn't have to sell it after all. And I couldn't figure out what that meant, but it was good news. And the the house-ish had the same essence of the warehouse, you know, and that's when I woke up going, oh, my God, I used to think like that. And that's where, you know, it's like, like the universe, God knows your heart, knows what you want before you even ask, because we're, we're one with the ether. We are that. We are the stars. So we don't logically have to be thinking about, you know, putting out what it is we want. It's already written. It's already there. So our job is to align with the field, with energy. And now back to the beginning of our conversation, this is why people don't heal. So even though all of these modalities, you know, whether it's the apricot seeds or the, you know, celery or whatever, whatever, if it's not working, it's literally because the vibration isn't there. The vibration isn't there because there's no belief. Mm-hmm. And you don't, mm-hmm. you, right, and you don't know love. That inability to know the answer is what's that's the gatekeeper you can't get through and that's what the bible means and nobody gets to the father except through the son which means love so when people are praying right pray for love for greater understanding of truth And you have to surrender. You have to surrender the ego. You have to stop searching. Stop searching for the answer and be it. Be love. An amazing puzzle. I've got a. Uh, see, I've, I've got to get over my my bias against the sun. Um, yeah. Who was. Uh, who wasn't that uh, talented, I didn't think. Um, and that has really nothing to do with spirituality. It just has to do with tacticians, I guess, tactical. Um, okay. Okay. And again, really, which really isn't, I mean, it isn't germane to anything because it's kind of silly. But the point is I still have this, I'm mapping myself onto that story like you know i wouldn't i he wouldn't be my pick you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'd pick somebody else brighter Mm -hmm. than that guy Mm -hmm. but you know what am i doing there what am i doing Uh, i don't know it could just you know be a pushback on religion as a whole or it probably is yeah probably is you know like and, the story's and the, flawed. Which yeah. is, yeah, which is unfortunate because the answer's there. So religion, Satan, again, has gotten in the church and has programmed and twisted the message so we don't really understand it. But we think we're doing good because the heart calls to God. We think we're doing good. 
but but we're being intercepted you know with with uh just a twist of the channel there it's like no that's not it so the sun jesus represents love what the unseen so you know forget the persona and the miracles and all that stuff that he did the idea is is who he is he's the person he is the manifestation of the unseen and so our job is to get to the unseen because we too are the manifestation of the unseen that's why when Jesus said, don't you know that you too are God's, you can do what I'm doing and more. That It's that belief system that we're failing in that keeps all these other modalities from healing our body. So we got to let the oxygen in if that's God, don't we? we got to right. let the oxygen breathe it in, breathe it out. Yep. That's I mean, right. Well, it's carbon dioxide, really, but um, yeah. So right. that takes a lot. I mean, that takes a lot of bits. I mean, that's maybe where the Tibetan monks are kind of getting onto the deal as good as anybody. I like to follow those guys mm-hmm. a little bit. Okay. So to that point, if it's the Tibetan monks, <laughs> we have, right? We have Tibetan bowls, the singing bowls. And now we get to the, you know, the, um, well, I don't want to call them sheep, but the rest of us, right, who want the enlightenment of the monks. And what they do is they have Tibetan bowls, singing bowls, that, that affects the vibration. So somehow that's going to affect me too. It's not just that. Your thinking has to be correct. Wrong thinking is the cause of all suffering. But isn't the idea to kind of uh, get rid of your thinking as much as possible so you can open yourself up to the purity of the, of the frequency? Yeah. It's like when you meditate, if you can yeah. let your mind go, you know, and think whatever. You're not trying to shut up. You're just uh, let it go. And this is why they say focus on your breath or focus on a candle or give your mind something to do so that you're not off, you know, doing all kinds right. of things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Your mind will not shut off ever. It just just doesn't do that. Well, when you get no, into no, a, no. but wait, when you get into a deeper meditation, <clears> and you focus on the feeling of the physical, just like let's say when you have a headache, right? And I say, well, where does your head hurt? And you're like, well, right here in front. Where, right in front? Where? And I have to make you think. Where does it hurt? Then you can't quite locate it. It doesn't seem to hurt just there. That's just it. So when you're meditating and you're trying to focus on the physical feeling of being, it gets harder and harder. And then you go into a deep meditation to where you literally become one with the nothingness because you can't feel yourself anymore. And that's when you let the light in. The answers. So is your position that your brain shuts down at that point? No, your brain can't shut down. I'm not going to say. It's called dead. No, if you stop breathing, you're dead. Not right away. Right? But but pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. So anyway, I'm not going to get involved in that technical part of it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that I don't, that the brain, you can, I mean, you can, 
demonstrate the brain is working functionally by simply attaching wires to your head. Sure. You know. Right, but we're not okay. But there's a difference between thinking about you know all the things you have to do in the day, right? All the things you didn't do in the day, all the conversations that you had, what you could have said instead, and why did you know? And you're you're thinking, thinking, thinking all of these things that are external to bringing it back down and be quiet. It's not that I your brain's not working; it's just you're quiet. Yes. Okay. I, I I'll take that. I mean, as long as as long as you'll as long as you'll accept that the brain never shuts down. No. It's functioning just in a different way. Then, yeah, I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. Because I, right. I, I think, I mean, I did my own version of that when I was in the mountains all the time. Mm -hmm. You know? I did it with the trees and the birds and the whatever it is. Or, mm -hmm. or a creek. Or when I was with the American Bureau of Ships, I did it with a pile of ants. You know? Or sometimes with a shy poke. Sit and watch that guy fish for hours. Um, sure. And it wasn't because I wasn't functioning. It was just because... I was bored, but I turned that boredom into a state, a different state mm -hmm. to get me away from where I was. Mm -hmm. I either joined the ants or the ants took me somewhere else. It's like looking at a candle or something. I mean, I'm, I'm, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not studied at this kind of stuff. Um, uh, just because I went to see the Dalai Lama doesn't mean I'm the Dalai Lama, you know, mm -hmm. but um, right. Mm -hmm. We have to be it. It's one thing to learn from someone and, and understand logically, like what I just said with meditation. But yeah. you yourself have to do it. <laughs> it's not enough to repeat what I said. No. Oh, no. Of course not. Right. And that's, right. that's the problem of our earlier, that's what we were talking about earlier in this conversation, was how people appropriate Everybody right. else's information, making it their own, becomes their conversation, and there's no freedom of thought there. There's no, mm -hmm. nothing new comes out. And maybe it's hard to do now because we have so much information in mm -hmm. gigabytes of information every millisecond. We have gigabytes of information. Yeah, plus, you know, if we don't know the source of things, you really don't understand the intent of the author. Unless Good you know point. The Welcome to the 21st century. Wow, people. Did you just hear what she said? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the other day, um, I know we're over our time here. I had actually taken... I'm not even looking. What am I doing? Let me see. Let me look at the clock. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're <sighs> over. But I wanted to... Let me see here. If I... There, somebody said... Okay, so here, I took a picture of it. This is a post on Facebook, and it says, somebody took a picture of somebody's quote in a book, and it says, the most important lesson you can learn is that a healthy love does not hurt, it heals. 154,000 people liked or loved it, and 48.9 thousand shares. This is the truth, and people recognize the truth. But what does it mean? What does it mean not to hurt? That's where we're what we're missing. The woman I was talking well, to last night doesn't understand her pain. Yeah, but that's that's the again that's the mental frailty of the human condition. I keep bringing up is that people 
don't know how to get there. Right, I mean, but, just on but the we're, surface, they just. But we're t looking at 154,000 people agree with this. So 154,000 people, if I ask them, what does it mean not to hurt, not to cause pain? What does it mean? Well, obviously, most of them wouldn't know. They would come up with an idea. They'd be just as simple-minded as I was, or I, or I could be, you know. Try, like trying to use whatever vernacular you can remember to describe something to the best of your ability, which gives you, you know, your ability to work on the hard problem. I, I'm not going to fault them necessarily for not understanding it, but I think it plateaus them very quickly if they don't seek the the answer. Right. Understanding. What does it mean? Have, yeah. Right. So what does it mean not to hurt? It, it is of my opinion, and I could be wrong, that the reason why so many people resonate with this means that they understand how many times they themselves have been hurt. You know, I've been hurt so many times by people and love doesn't hurt. It heals. So when you find the right partner that isn't abusing you anymore, then you feel better about yourself or whatever. And you've, you're like, no, I totally agree with this. It heals. A healthy love will heal my pain. So it's easy to agree with, but it's so much deeper than that. If we don't understand how we're causing pain to each other, even the best well-meaning person, if you don't have that understanding and you can't articulate how you're hurting somebody, then you're falling into the thousands of people who agree with it, but don't understand why. Well, of course, of course. And so the $64,000 answer then becomes uh, what you and I talk about, what you write, what you and I talk about. We are, we are, we are answer dealers. We deal in answers. Right. Yeah. Yes. We and deal in the how. We deal in the why. Right. You and I deal in the why this is this way, how it got there and what to do about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and. Yeah, it's not but enough people to resonate, agree. but they, but well, well, yeah, but people resonate with the, with with the question and not the answer. What does that make them? Then? That's right. That's right. Here's it's a statement. People will agree with the statement, and critical thinking has to say has to question it. Well, what hurts? Who's hurting? Am I hurting? Am I hurting other people? Who's causing this pain? If you don't identify with being an abuser of any type, if you ad identify yourself as being a kind and loving person, then you don't fit into that category. Other people fit into that category. You're the victim. Wrong. But see, there's no, there's no opening for education there because you've already you know, made a decision that you're not the abuser, that you're the victim. So you're, so, I mean, it, so it's a revolving, you're stuck, we're all stuck in a revolving door, most of us. 
What what is I mean, the door? It, well, well, I mean, it's a self it's, it's a self perpetuating philosophy or prophecy where we don't we understand fifty percent of the problem. We never quite get to a hundred percent. We we understand the emotions. We don't understand the solution. Uh, yeah, or the psychology behind you know what L. E. Bowman. I don't know what book this came from, but that's you know, thank goodness they took a picture and you know gave credit to the author and didn't just post, which I see so often. People just post the thought and they don't give credit to the author. Yeah, yeah, you I know, know. I know. And uh, I see my stuff come up. I'm like, wait a minute, but do, do you guys understand what that means? And they won't, they won't quote it. Or give me credit. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, 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 it happens to you more often. It does, but it did happen to me once too. Once, <clears throat> but um, uh, you know, I sometimes you also take. I mean, I take license sometimes. You know, I mean, I ran a picture of Howard Hughes yesterday um, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. A famous picture of Howard Hughes. I'm sure somebody. And the photographer is probably dead, so I'm probably attacking his estate. I don't know. It's a great picture of Howard Hughes, but it wasn't. I wasn't pitching anything. You know, I guess I was. I don't know. I mean, I do that. No, there's creative. There's creative license. You're just, you know, being creative with what is done. But I'm talking about, like, real quotes. Like, for example, there was one a couple days ago. It says, a flower does not think of competing with the flower next to it. It just blooms. That's literally word for word from my show. Now, I'm not saying I'm the only one that said it. I'm not saying that. But I know that I said it. I know that that is, that is literally my analogy and what I've said yeah. on my shows, you know. And, of course, when people quote you, misquote you, don't give the author, whatever, it just gets thrown into the mix. And, you know, <laughs> who knows what happens to it. Right. And then it, it could be misconstrued or other people it's up for grabs or it becomes anonymous. I've literally witnessed somebody copy my whole story and p- repost it and put author unknown. And I'm like, what are you talking? I went back on there and I said, this is my story. Why are you saying unknown? You know, I just. Did you get an answer? Did you get an answer on that? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I caught I caught a guy selling stuff that I owned on the on um, SD or on eBay or someplace selling my stuff selling my some of my art copying it and selling it right and right. I was um, surprised mm-hmm. I called him up I called him up I said hey you know I gave him my name and uh, and he was um, well he choked you know <laughs> like oops. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oops, uh-huh. but I didn't shut him down. I told him I I, I would uh, you know grant him the access for a piece of the deal. You know, uh-huh. you know, don't steal from me. Just make a deal with me. Well, okay, so, so that's <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, even in that, going back to the quote about you know love heals, it doesn't hurt. That person is hurting you. But to him, it's all fair. He doesn't yeah. see himself as an abuser. No. Right. No. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we, right. We make allowances for ourselves and, you know, we take the best of ourselves and we see ourselves that way. 
instead of how we really are. You know, no, it's not okay to do that. It's not okay to steal other people's original thoughts and claim them (laughs) as your own. (laughs) You know, and it makes you a, a, a better person, a bigger person, more ethical person, a stronger person. If you're able to give credit where credit is due. That makes you one of us. You know, whatever, whatever you're doing, it makes you one of them. You're standing with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, my goodness, we are over. Yeah, we're way over. You're going to be around about noon? Yeah. Huh? Are you gonna be you gonna be around about noon or something? I am. I am. Yeah, I'll call you. Okay. All right. All right. I'll talk to you. Today. I love, I love you. you. Bye. Bye.